So here's the question. In the print and packaging supply chain, how do we deliver new ideas and innovative practices to continually improve your profit, your brand, and your quality? Welcome to the Gamut Podcast, and I am your host, Jeff Collins, Director of Print Technologies for ID Alliance. We are a nonprofit global think tank serving the graphic communications industry with 12 offices strategically located around the world to better support our membership. You can support the Gamut Podcast and content like this by becoming a member at ID Alliance by going to www.idalliance.org. I would also like to thank Konica Minolta for sponsoring this podcast. They are a world leader in industrial and commercial printing and packaging solutions. With a comprehensive portfolio of production print offerings, Konica Minolta delivers the latest innovations in printing, applications, and expertise. On today's podcast, we have Ron Ellis of Ron Ellis Consulting and Tim Beckley, the CEO of ID Alliance. And today we are going to discuss a critical council of ID Alliance. That's the Print Properties and Color Metric Council, also known as PPC. And we are going to hear from both Tim and Ron about this critical council that serves the global print and packaging supply chain. Good morning, Tim and Ron. Thanks again for joining us on the Gamut Podcast. And today we're going to discuss the Print Properties and Color Metric Council of Idea Alliance, a critical part of our organization that serves the global print and packaging supply chain. And Tim, why don't you go ahead and kick us off on PPC? It's an incredible council. It's just a it's one of the great passions and pleasures I have to, to work with within ID Alliance. And, you know, it's, an, it's incredible to have a, um, an immensely um, intelligent and tremendously powerful chair uh, like Ron Ellis, uh, who's, who's on this podcast, who's uh, one of the top ranked consultants in the world. And one of the great things about working with Ron is that Ron and I spend so much time together traveling the world but we also spend so much time together on the phone and visiting and 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 we're so aligned you know in our personal lives that uh it's very easy to be aligned business-wise so we're able to move things together really quickly because there's so much of that um alignment between one another and i'm just so pleased to to serve with them and so grateful to ron that he's he is the chair and and gives his time and in service to uh the ID lines print properties and color metric council and and with that you know you know ron if you if you don't mind just kind of outlining you know, the mission of the ppc yeah great and uh one of the reasons i thought it would be good to kind of run through this would be we just had a big meeting a few weeks ago and have a lot of exciting things going. But the mission of print properties is uh, basically to give the entire industry value and move everything forward. So we're trying to come up with leading ways of doing things. We're coming up with uh, ways of making everything more efficient. And our whole big idea is to make life better for individuals and and for the, the companies and organizations that are in the industry. So for the person who's working, any of us, to give us better ways to do things and make things better for individuals. And lots of people from the, the initiatives we come up with end up moving forward in their companies, uh, getting better positions, raises, having better ways to do things, and companies being more profitable. It's also a place where 
open discussion and ideas can happen. So one of the big things about print properties is that uh, we get together. We get together both on the phone and in person. And we can talk about pretty much anything and any idea and any approach to these issues and problems and things that we run into in the industry. And if you look at a little bit of print properties, uh, you know, the history of it, there's a lot of really, really neat things that have come out of it. So SCTV, all the data sets that we use, uh, you know, it's it looks over G7 and Grackle and Swap. Uh, and if you look at the, the people who were in print properties in the past, it was guys, you may not know these names, you may, but David McDowell, Mike Rodriguez, Larry Warder, Dick Presley, Steve Smiley. Uh, these are all people who had a big influence on the industry. The things that we do now are things that they pioneered 15 or 20 years ago. So hey, they, they work these things through print properties. Ron, how uh, long have you been involved in print properties? I think... Uh, you know, I've been attending print properties probably for about 12 years. And Jeff, you and I were both worked on the Grackle committee quite a bit. Yeah. And, you know, at that same time, we tied what we did into into print properties. Uh, so probably about 12 years and then a lot more closely the last couple of years. So you were mentioning some of the core uh, people that were involved early on with print properties like McDowell and Smiley. Uh, yeah. Any, anybody else from maybe RIT or some of the uh, academic uh, spots uh, throughout the world? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, many. Yeah. No, many like Bob Chung and, and many others who were involved in it. So it. if you look at you know, it's very tied into people. These same people attend ISO and have a lot to do with the standards. But a lot of uh, the big things that are pioneered are pioneered in print properties and then move towards ISO. So uh, it just it has a lot to do. But the big the big picture is it's here to serve the industry. You know, we're here to make things better for people and for organizations and to give them a better way to do things and and to make sure that we're we're moving ahead. We're not kind of stuck in the old way of doing things. You know, when we, when we look at the, you know, one thing that we look at idea Alliance is that idea Alliance exists because we collaborate with people all over the world with without collaboration. We idea Alliance wouldn't exist. And one of the most beautiful things about uh, the print properties and color metric councils uh, is that it's one of the greatest collaborations I've ever seen in the industry because we're talking about people um, from all over the world, Europe, um, South America, Asia, they come together, uh, Canada, and serve you know the top color scientists, top brands, top service providers, top OEMs, top creators, innovators, technologists, top ink chemists, um, uh, educators, students. You know, it's kind of arms wide open, doors wide open, and, and it's really amazing to watch because when you have that type of collaboration in the room, um, you know it stimulates innovation and things come out. I remember distinctly, I think it was. Uh, a couple of years ago, or maybe a year and a half ago, we, we meet twice a year, and everything that comes out of PPC, it really drives standards, drives U.S. standards going into U.S. TAG and CGATS, and drives standards that go into ISO. And within ID Alliance, there's uh, myself as an ISO expert, and then there's eight of us around the world within ID Alliance offices that are ISO experts, including many, many people that sit in that room that are on the ISO, uh, ISO experts and ISO delegations. 
which is really amazing and, and very helpful to moving things forward around the world. But what was amazing in this meeting is that we were working on some very uh, specific um, uh, standard, which became an ISO standard. And um, we were working through some mathematical equations, and um, and which is not my favorite subject, but a but a student who is part of Print Properties and Colorimetric Council now he's no longer a student and, and works in the industry had corrected somebody in the room that had created the equation because the equation was wrong. It was one of the most, and he did it in a very delicate way, but it was one of the most amazing things I've seen showing the brilliance of the future generation of leaders that we have in this industry. Because it was, this equation is something, by the way, that it was extraordinarily um, hard and difficult. And and simply said, hey, there's an issue with this X spot and this X spot. And it was checked right there in, in the room and he was correct. And it was unbelievable that a student spoke up and corrected somebody that had been in the industry probably 30, 40 years. It was incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. The open and uh, the, the spirit of openness in those meetings uh, as far as collaboration and problem solving. That's one of the things that resonated for me professionally. Uh, it was that I got to see a great example of really brilliant people problem solving openly to uh, set common goals to make technology and manufacturing practices within the print industry as a whole better for the people that are in the trenches, the press operators, pre press, uh, CSRs, estimators. And I mean, it's really the entire supply chain because when you look at brand Q, that's where we're hitting. We're hitting uh, brand owners, print buyers, creatives really hard and effectively with these new programs. And that's all come out of that transparent and open spirit. Well, one thing, Jeff, that's interesting, like if we look at our deliverables, they're, you know, they're, um, print specifications, uh, guidelines, leading practices, uh, standards, and ways to do things. But in that room, you have some of the brightest, you know, smartest people in the room, guys like Danny Rich and, and many others and Ray Scheidler. And you have some of these super smart people in the room. And then also in that room, there's just a bunch of practitioner, you know, guys like myself who aren't geniuses who, you know, actually use and do things. And, and it all comes together. And, and people are very good at working with their these are people they compete with, you know, with their products, but they all work together. And then end users and printers, everybody coming together into that room to to work for the better good for everyone. And they do they really do put aside their own competitive, you know, aspect of it and work together. If you think back, Ron, with your 12 years with uh, PPC, do you uh, have any any really interesting stories that come to mind within that group? Uh you know, the most interesting things, I think, these probably aren't that interesting, so I'll make it brief. But in the beginning, Bruce Bain and I sat in the first meeting and watched them spend three hours talking about how to name a control strip and thought, you know, oh, my gosh, we're never we're never going to make it through this. But this is this is what I would apply to people listening or the thing that I would mention to people listening to consider would be uh, if you we have a meeting once a month on the phone for about an hour and then we have two live meetings and those are also on the phone. So you don't have to travel if you don't have travel budget or want to travel. Uh, but if you attend all these, you basically are getting, you know, a peek into the brains of the smartest people in the industry. 
it's kind of like going to school for free. So if you were to just sort of listen in, a great way and, to put it, and go through this, you would learn. You know, over twelve years, I can't tell you how much I've learned. I've also got to watch many things walk through. I get to watch, you know, a twenty-year-old document from David McDowell on basically using, you know, shared neutral appearance and, and mm-hmm. similar outputs and moving them across many different devices, which is the, the way we do things today. You know, that was twenty years ago, and to get to watch him move that all the way up and through, and then to see, uh, you know, many of these people who you know, come through like Mark Levine and guys like that were, and many others, of course, who worked on SCTV, just, you know, putting their time in and working with each other and, and then watching it go into the industry and show up in all the software and, and seeing everybody use it. But, uh, no, I think, you know, watching the people who thought up many of these things come up with things and being part of things that, that move through and into the industry and change how people do things. That's incredibly satisfying. Right. And then, as I mentioned, that education, even if you don't know tons about this, but you have an interest, you can learn so much. And even if you're not the rocket scientist, you know, like Danny Rich actually is a physicist. William Lee actually was a rocket scientist. So William Lee from Kodak worked on the Canadian space program. But even if you're not a rocket scientist and a super genius and all this type of stuff, you know, a lot of our input also comes from practical people, meaning people who are in plants doing these calibrations. That's just as important to hear that perspective too. Absolutely. So Ron, if we only have the if we only have the theoretical perspective, it doesn't work. We need the the real life part where people can jump up and kind of interact with those guys too. So so join this group if you're interested because you're you're gonna learn a lot and you can probably add a lot and help us out too. You know, I'll say I'll say something in, in, in contrast to what Ron said. Ron said he's he's not a genius, and 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 it, which, Ron, you are absolutely a genius and brilliant. Ron, Ron is one of the ones one of Ron's most beautiful traits, and in, in, on that he has is his humility, which makes him a tremendous chair and leader, and right. and, and and just a beautiful person because he he opens his arms up and his heart out to allow people to listen. He's a beautiful listener and, and very welcoming and open to people's opinions. And that's one of the greatest things in having this room uh, and these meetings is the ability to listen. And Ron does an unbelievable job at that. Ron's responsible for so many things within ID Alliance and creation, such as Brand Q, um, G7 process control uh, and G7 method and uh, process control hands-on training. So, um, don't let Ron fool you that uh, he's not responsible for many things. He is, and, and he's one of the top brand strategists and um, and and, and uh, consultants in the world. So, Ron downplays who he is, but uh, I see him in that. Excuse me, <coughs> in action all over the world, and he's uh, phenomenal. He just happens to be tremendously humble. So I'll sing his praises because he won't for himself. Awesome, Tim. Hey, so guys, we kind of wanted to touch on some of the accomplishments and uh, Ron had mentioned updates. So who wants to take a shot at that first? I'll let Ron do that. <clears throat> yeah, no, I can list, you know, it doesn't have to take lots of time, but uh, one of the things is that our big ideas here is we just came out of this meeting. So this meeting was at Kodak in Vancouver. We do these two live meetings, which are also on the phone. And then we do once a month, a, a one hour meeting, but I figured it would be great to let people know the things that we're working on. So I'll kind of run through just a few of the bigger ones and mention what they are. 
Uh, probably our biggest projects that we have, there's a couple of them. One of them is a ECG project. This is expanded color gamut using seven color printing. And it will also tie back to digital, which does not necessarily have to be seven color. Uh, but in this, we have uh, very close to having a patch set. It will be a universal ECG patch set. We have most of the large manufacturers are involved in this project. So they're working on what are the patches we need. And we've been at it for about a year and a half and we're just about done so hey, we're Ron, can just you, about can you give us a little uh, uh for for listeners that aren't familiar with the extended color gamut or ecg can you uh, give them a just a real brief overview of what that is yeah so the way that we would define ecg would be any color space that's bigger than a standard color space so anything that's bigger than grackle or fogra uh, and what we're targeting because the industry this is kind of the need of the industry right now, but we're thinking bigger as well. But what we're targeting right now for this project is seven color. So that's cyan, magenta, yellow, black, orange, green, violet. And uh, that's both for offset, and then we'll translate that same profile for digital as well. So we have a, a target set, a universal target set, because right now every software program out there has their own target set. And if you do it with one program, you can't move it to another. We've had many manufacturers, and these are you know, a few of the leading ones that put a lot of time into this have been GMG and Kodak and uh, ColorLogic and, of course, and ESCO. And, of course, there's others also involved in this too, many others. But these guys have spent a lot of time on what target will work for you know, many different systems, not just for one system or another. That's just about done. And at that point, we did uh, four test runs for that target. But we're just about to walk into uh, doing, you know, 20 or 30 test runs all over the world. We have many members who have offered press time and are looking forward to doing it. And from that, we'll end up with an ECG data set, kind of a universal uh, non-custom data set. And we have a method document that's part of that, too, that explains how do you do it, how do you calibrate, what screening should you use, what angles, uh, all this type of stuff. So we have a methods document, which is in draft. We have our... Uh, patch set, which is almost done and in its final point. And then we'll go into collecting data and creating a data set. So this project is really, really important. It has a lot of interest. And then the next project after that is kind of a one that's working on a universal digital data set translation space. So this is a second project after that, which is where we're working on a a large gamut profile. We're trying right now. We're doing research on what are the largest gamut devices out there and what's possibly coming, and making a universal translation space that's a wide, wide CMYK gamut, but it will also be G7, meaning we'll have you know shared neutral appearance with Grackle, so there is a connection there. So instead of just using a gigantic device, um, it's a profile or a color space that you can pick that's going to connect to what you're already doing but it's going to give you that ability to use the largest gamut possible. So this is for translation, but this is also for digital. So we have, uh, you know, we have things like XCMYK that work for digital uh, wide gamut printing, but there's wide gamut printers with even a bigger gamut. So, Ron, could you characterize some of the work that we're doing with ECG and print properties as uh, developing a very simplified or succinct uh, proven integration plan that print service providers can follow if they want to adopt or start to experiment with 
onboarding that new manufacturing process? Uh, that's part of it, right? No, that's part of it because there is the method document and then there's the connectivity to the other profiles. So, so that's, that's all part of it. And then this, this bigger universal digital data set that we're working on is, you know, that's meant more to address the sign markets and the, and connect back to Grackle and in the CRPCs that we have. So they're, they're separate, but they are connected. Uh, the universal universal digital data set we're talking about is larger than the ECG one. The ECG one is really aimed at the packaging market and what they need right now. The universal digital data set that we're talking about is aimed at the largest possible space with common visual appearance. And that's more for, you know, sign and industrial where they're not looking, you know, for that specific machine per, uh, precision, but to be able to have as pleasing and as wide a color space as possible it, uh, it, because in those markets they actually turn off color management to you know to make things look more colorful right so this this is meant to address that so to take advantage of the, the the extreme wide gamut that's natural to that device yeah great yeah. tim you sounded like you wanted to jump in there yeah one thing one thing really unique about the the ecg project that that's coming to market through ppc is that um when you you know when you travel around the world and you really you know ECG is a is a wonderful buzzword, but when you really look at globally and we spend a lot of time traveling the world, I've seen how many people are actually are printing ECG. Uh, the the number of people that actually are doing it is is actually really low, and um, and that's because it's um, there there wasn't until we started doing what we're doing, there wasn't a, a, a real true target data set and profile to do it. Uh, and there was a number, you know, everybody had a number of different ways to do it. So what we did, because we, you know, we collaborate is we brought all the OEMs together and everybody worked in the space to create this universal way of doing it in order to make it um, uh, workable and doable across multi-platforms to make it easier. Uh, and, and like I said, universal. Uh, and, and something that could be adopted globally because, you know, a lot of things get talked about in our industry and they become, you hear them all the time and they become buzzwords. But if you really look behind the curtain and ask how many people are really adopting them, um, you find out that they're very low. And, and I think the adoption will increase and, the, and it absolutely should increase because ECG is not only a tremendous cost savings, but when you can do it effectively and efficiently and, and purposely and intentionally, um, now you've really got something to come to market with. So, you know, we're really excited about this. Yeah, it really gives yeah. the brands much more options as uh, opposed to traditional CMYK and uh, specific spot colors. Right. If part of the supply chain becomes standardized on it, and this is one of the big things, one of the big objectives is to, you know, right now CMYK is is standardized with G7. You can go anywhere in the world, and with CMYK printing, you can get about the same result. If we can do that same thing for ECG, then more people will do it. Printers will move into it. So our, our goal kind of is to what we did with Grackle, we want to do similar thing with ECG, make it standardized so that printers can get there, designers can design to it, and the entire world can move there. So some of the other projects, Jeff, that we have, these are smaller ones, but yeah. we have uh, lighting and proof to press matching for high-end printing, and we have a, a guide 
and uh, education document on this. So two different documents that are in review right now. And this talks about uh, uh, the best practice or leading practices dealing with M1, I would assume. It, it relates to M1, but the idea is being what if you uh, calibrate to G7 and on your press, you calibrate on your proofer and they don't match perfectly. What are your options? What you can, right. can you do to improve that match? Got it. So it's kind of an expert level, but it's, you know, the, the high-end color people. This is what the, the people out there doing this work need to be able to, to give them the information. How to do make you describe high? Uh, well, how do you, Ryan, you use the term high end color person, and uh, that can obviously be pretty uh, subjective to some of our listeners. Uh, how would you define that in your own words, that term high end color person? You know, here's an interesting thing, which is, you know, I could calibrate my press and get G7 to you know, match what would be acceptable for certification. So I could get, you know, all green lights. I've got all the color correct, all the gray balance and tonality is correct. So I could get all that to match on the proof, all that to match on the press sheet, put those next to each other. And, you know, and for somebody who's doing super high end work, uh, they'd say, oh, that's not a good enough match. Right. It's not really a Delta E. It's correlating visual to that. So it needs to be a perfect visual match. Yeah. And how do you get that as close? Because just good enough to pass G7 master is not good enough to do that usually. So for most of the printing in the world, that's good enough. But for the brand packaging and the higher end packaging, they want something better. And that's what this document is about, how you take that last 10% and get there. So what's the next next big deal on the list? And then on that, we have uh, do, you know, we have a research project with Ryerson and, uh, with Chris Smythe and Don Hutchison leading it. And that's, if you do G7 before you ICC profile, do you end up in a better spot? So this is documentation on that. We also have a lot of uh, production facilities that have offered measured data to kind of prove this. They're showing the differences if they do or don't. But they're doing a bunch of testing and they have a testing plan to show that. We all believe that if you do G7, you end up with a better profile. This is meant to actually objectively figure that out. Uh, we have projects on spectral data. We have uh, we have uh, spot color projects about not just calibrating the tone of a spot color like SCTV, but controlling the actual you know hue of the spot color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's maybe less important for offset printing, but really important for digital because in digital we can actually control that. Whereas in ink, we may not be able to control that so much on traditional print but in the world of digital print that's that's got and the, a pretty important implication for the, a brand the, or somebody trying to do that yep yep the development of uh, sctv also came from print properties is that correct yeah that did right there's a whole giant list of stuff like that then we have the we're moving all our C, crpcs to tc 16 17 data sets uh and talking about future rpcs so we have all the ECG stuff we're coming up with and the universal digital data set, which, um, which will move forward as additional CRPCs in the future. These mean future print conditions coming down the line. And people might not know that TC1617 is moving into a new IT8. And so, Have we come yeah. up with an official name for that? Well, just be yeah, 7.75. 7. 7. Yeah. 7.5, okay. So traditionally it was IT874. Now the TC1617 will be uh, officially called IT875. Right. Right. right on. Right. 
And that's another thing that came out of print properties that moved up into ISO. So it's a perfect example. Uh, we have a public ECG test run coming up, which we're working on a location, and we have paper donated. Is that on Flexo or all set? That one will be offset, but you know we're doing Flexo at the same time. That's equally important. But this one is where we have a big donation of paper and looking for our, you know, finding a location where committee members can come. Uh, we basically moving through that. Then we have uh, upcoming the guide to print production, which uh, hasn't come out since about 2013-14. Updated with all our new stuff that we have. And then we have a bunch of little application things like how to update Creative Suite, new settings, and uh, lots of little stuff related to PDF2, uh, things like that. PDF2 and then uh, the, uh, what is it, PDFX, PDFX6? Is that what it yep. is? Yeah, yep. PDF2 yeah. and PDFX6, uh, and then metamorism failure, things like that. So we have a whole bunch of little educational projects that come in there. Uh, but... Those are our those are our big ones, and then of course at the same time we're we're trying to you know recruit and find people who want to be part of this. So I would say if you're listening to this and this sounds interesting to you, which it may not, but if it if it does, um, you know, get in touch with with Tim at ID Alliance, and he'll get you on this committee, so you can get invites and you can log in and listen and give us your feedback and help make everything be as good as it can be. Yeah, I, yeah, I like to make a point to that. Thanks, Ron. The you know if you if if you're a if you're a brand, if you're a service provider, if you're an educational institution, if you're an OEM, whoever you are in the world, it, it, we would love to have you involved. Anybody out there would love to have you involved. But there there are there are some you know really there are some really big gaps in the industry that that we see all over the world. And, and Ron spoke to one of them just a few minutes ago you know we just got back from jeff and i just got back from vietnam we were working with uh, one of the largest package printing companies over there and they had a specification from one of the one of the, actually the largest brands in the world in the um uh, athletic apparel market and they were looking for a delta delta e of 0.85 so the, the this ppc would be a wonderful organization uh, to be part of because this type of communication uh, that goes out from brands um, of, of misunderstanding of communication of what needs to be done uh, flies all over the world and is and it's why ID Alliance exists to help educate the market and for educational institutions one of the greatest things um, and defines our work is is the work of serving and giving we love to give everything we have to universities around the world we speak at universities around the world we donate to universities around the world um, and um, we love engaging with universities and students and faculty around the world uh, and doing everything we can to to work with the future of the industry um, we just we, we did a seminar in in Vietnam uh, which was supposed to be a small seminar that's what they told us and 200 people were there and which is amazing and yeah. and this happens all the time and 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 everyone here on on this podcast has been part of those and it's just it's really overwhelming when um you're in those rooms at universities because that's really where as the ceo of id alliance i really feel um where where we belong and where where we are because we're I, I, we really want to make sure that we're being the greatest stewards we can 
for the future of this industry. On that note, Tim, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. Uh, I hate to end this wonderful conversation on print properties and color metric council. Uh, we will have another podcast uh, when it's appropriate to update our listeners, you, the listener, on uh, the progress of PPC and the deliverables that we mentioned today, like ECG. If you're interested in serving the global print community, the entire supply chain, doesn't matter if you're a designer, creative, or you're a press operator, digital, wide format signage, or traditional commercial print and packaging, go to idealliance.org, become a member, uh, reach out to us. You can contact me directly at jcollins at idealliance.org. Again, that's jcollins at idealliance.org. Again, thanks, Tim and Ron. Take care. Yeah, no, thanks. Good to talk to you, Jeff. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you later. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Gamut Podcast. If you have ideas, suggestions, or would like to join us or even sponsor future podcasts, simply email me at jcollins at idealliance.org. That's J-C-O-L-L-I-N-S at idealliance.org. Take care and have a productive day. 